section eight of birds and nature volume nine number four april nineteen o one this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. recording by betty b an orchard birdway a rodless walton of the brooks a bloodless sportsman i i hunt for the thoughts that throng the woods the dreams that haunt the sky samuel walter foss an isolated orchard certainly comes very near being an inner sanctuary of bird life for some reason or other the gnarled old trees and matted june grass touch either the practical or artistic sense of bird nature very closely and appeal strongly to many a bird heart for therein do congregate all sorts and conditions of feathered life probably it is an exceptional feeding ground for the curled and misshapen leaves testify to the abundance of the hairy caterpillar and leafworm supply which proves such delectable tidbit to the bird palate when i see the birds feasting upon these unsavory-looking morsels i can but wonder at the unregenerate farmer who so loudly decries the bird as a fruit destroyer when a few hours observation will teach him that to one cherry stolen there are a hundred tree destroyers gobbled up and a thousand weed seeds devoured it is wilson flagg who so curtly says the fact not yet understood in america that the birds which are the most mischievous as consumers of fruit are the most useful as destroyers of insects is well known by all the farmers of europe and while we destroy the birds to save the fruit and sometimes cut down the fruit trees to starve the birds the europeans more wisely plant them for their sustenance and accommodation our orchard is surrounded by a fence of weather-stained chestnut rails whose punctured surface has been the scene of many a worm tragedy resulting in the survival of the fittest we enter through a pair of lichen-covered bars gray-tinted and sobered by age how far less picturesque is our field and hedgerow when enclosed by that inhuman human invention a barbed wire fence and trim swing gate to be neat and up-to-date is never to be picturesque and seldom to be artistic but our quiet entrance into the orchard has caused something of a disturbance among the inhabitants if no great alarm fluttering hastily to a convenient tree-top goes a dainty red-eyed vireo who seems to me to have more of a gray than olive gleam to his shining back as he alights upon the topmost bough a bird's bright gleam on me he bent a bird's glance fearless yet discreet but to show that he is in no way seriously alarmed he flings down to us some sweet notes of liquid song it is wilson flagg i believe that has dubbed him the preacher but to me he seems more correctly termed the lover for i can but interpret his accentuated notes into sweet spirit sweet sweet spirit a continuous cry as it were of loving eulogy to the devoted little wife who is so carefully hidden in her pocket nest in a distant thorn tree but all of this time we understand his clever machinations as he carefully leads us in an opposite direction by his song allurements he flits from tree to tree 
with a naive turn and flutter keeping upon us all the time an eye alert and keen until he deems us at a safe distance enough to be left to our own clumsy device when with a quick turn he wheels backward to the starting point and we hear a triumphant praise call to the beloved sweet spirit near a corner of the old orchard where there are great bunches of elder and sumac we hear vehemently stitching a busy little maryland yellow-throat doing up his summer song work with an energetic stitch a wiggle stitch a wiggle stitch a wiggle stitch em the stitch em brought out with such emphatic force that it seems the last satisfactory utterance of a work accomplished his pert vivacity has been most delightfully illustrated by ernest seton thompson in frank chapman's bird life and i am sure the snapshot caught him on his last accentuated stitchem dr abbott tells us that these busy little people usually build their nests in the skunk cabbage plants indicating that they must have an abnormal odor sense but perhaps they allow their sense of safety to overcome their sense of smell however this pair of yellow throats have built instead among some thickly matted elders just above the ground another fact that favors our orchard and bird mines is its close proximity to a thickly foliaged ravine which affords such delightful security to feathered people it is also a charming background for our sunny orchard filled in below as it is with tall ghostly stalks of black cohosh gleaming white in the shadows nearby upon a bit of high ground quivers a group of prim american aspens the pale green of their bark gleaming against the dark shadows of a hemlock hedge as we look at them not a leaf is in motion when all of a sudden one little leaf begins to gesticulate frantically throwing itself about with violent wildness then another leaf catches the enthusiasm of the soft summer air then another and another until all of the trees are a mass of gesticulating seething little serrated atoms for all the world like a congregation of human beings vociferating demonstrating or contradicting some poor little human leaf that has dared to be moved by some passing thought in advance of his fellow kind darting through the quivering foliage comes a gleam of fire which resolves itself into a scarlet tanager who calls to us look see demanding our attention to his bright beauty remembering possibly that his brilliant coloring is but a thing of short duration for too soon will come winter and plain clothes perched upon a fence rail but somewhat out of place in this shady corner sits a blatant meadowlark about whose golden breast is hung a gleaming neck chain and locket of shining black feathers of which from the pert poise of his head we deem him justly proud and he is at least a conspicuous spot of color against the green of the hillside he eyes us impertinently as he inconsistently but musically calls to us you can't see me you can't see me in the face of the most contradictory evidence of his own conspicuousness varying his song to eerie lake eerie with every other breath as a child i used to wonder who taught him the name of the great lake on whose borders he makes his summer home but to other people other interpretations for to nelchi blanchen he says spring o the year spring o the year and to frank chapman 
his song is a bar of high trilling notes sing on you weary warbler for we have not time to search out your carefully hidden nest among the timothy grasses of the distant meadow for we know that it would be like looking for the pearl in the oyster so carefully is it concealed among the dried grasses but which snakes and field mice depredate so effectually in the distant valley we hear the soft echo of the italian liquids of the wood thrushes aolili aoa oli shy little songster who so sweetly trills to us long after his feathered kind have tucked their busy little bills away in soft wings across the orchard comes the romantic cuckoo cuckoo sometimes interpreted into i thou 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 of the purple plumaged morning dove starting out on a high minor and softly falling to a low contralto there are no more delightful representatives of romantic bird love than these birds illustrate more frequently than in any other species you see the devoted pair going about together on the telegraph wire on the treetop on the wing always together undulating their graceful necks with marked devotion many a bird lover has criticized mr dove for his remarkable fondness for a lady who is a so decidedly slack housekeeper and who is satisfied with so shiftless a nest in which to deposit the two white eggs for the few carelessly thrown together sticks can prove anything but a bed of down to the tender bird babies however perhaps these romantic birds consider that love is enough as they follow le gallien's refrain of the bird of life is singing on the bough his two eternal notes of i and thou oh hearken well for soon the song sings through and would we hear it we must hear it now alberta a field end of section eight